It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 53 of the QRP. If you haven't been here before, or maybe even if you have, my name is Deck. And my name is Tim. And we are the Quick Resume Podcast. Today, there have been... Well, this week, I suppose there have been acquisitions. Fortnite has been made accessible in the cloud. Halo season two has come out. A few other weird things as well. Um, but if you want to stick around and find out and hear about it, we're here for you for that. So, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> yes, talk to me, buddy. What do you think? I mean, not only has how has how are you, but also how has the gaming week been for you? Have you heard much? How is- how has the gaming brain been? Um, yeah, the gaming brain. I haven't... Yeah, yeah. This this week I've been a little bit out of touch again, um, I have to admit. I, I have heard of some of the stories we're going to be going through today and stuff like that, but um, it'll be good to talk about them, obviously, in more detail, as we always do. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, pretty much same old from my end. Um pretty tired these days with the week the weekends being absorbed by my my cricket season starting up and everything so mm. um just physically quite exhausted um these days as my body adapts but um but yeah no pretty good man can't complain you know we've got the halo season two we've been playing lots of that um and it's just it's it's been a it's been a pretty good week i've been hopping in and out of tales of arise as well i kind of want to put more hours into that game but I, I can't remember. Did I mention that I got that in the last episode? I can't remember. I, uh, I, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know if you did mention it on the show. Obviously, we spoke. Oh, about okay. It off yeah, air, yeah. But... So, um, okay. Well, in case I didn't, um, yeah, I bought Tales of Rise, which was in the in one of the sales. I think it was in like a publisher sale or something. Um, and it's a JRPG. And uh, for those who haven't heard about it it's uh it's supposed to be amazing i think it was like in in like the runnings for like game of the year last year and stuff like that um it got like straight nines like across the board um and yeah i mean i've sunk a solid four or five hours into it and it's it's pretty damn good but i just need to find more time for it which is tough because all of our fps games that we play as a group are getting like new and shiny seasons and I know I'm just going to be roped into uh, a lot of social gaming rather than single player gaming, but oh um, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm pretty good overall. How uh, how have you been, man? Yeah, I've been okay. I mean, I did want to uh, like just quickly <laughs> the conversation we had about Tales of Arise was pretty funny because <laughs> you were like, oh, it's in the spring sale or something. Oh, yeah. you, know, you were like, it's fifty percent off, and I was like what's this like what does he want from me so, like, do you want me to convince you to so buy it or to not buy it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i just sent you like a what was it like an anime an anime bunny gift or something like a girl in a bunny costume 10 minutes pass i bought it <laughs> yeah. yeah that's all i needed man i just needed I just to see an anime it. girl jumping up and down and i was like yes yeah. the man the man knows what he's doing 
<laughs> he's convinced me to buy it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, I'm obviously I've been um, planning all sorts of of wedding stuff. That's that what's coming up Ooh. next weekend. So that will that reminds me actually that we won't be having a podcast next week. <laughs> um, yeah, we're taking a gap week for this boy's little wedding. So. Yeah, yeah, and then that's that's one week close to the showcase, of course. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I've just what have I been playing? I've been playing. I've been playing some Breath of the Wild. I've been playing um, some Switch Sports. I spoke about that last week, didn't I? I spoke about Switch Sports. Don't I not? I don't think you did speak about Switch Sports. No, no. Again, I think it's just our like personal okay. conversations kind of like yeah. bleed through into QR. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm playing a lot of Switch Sports. That's been fun. Um, it's like it's like a bit more bare bones than I would like it to be, uh, which is a real mm. shame. Um, because it, it's weird. So it turns out, like, because I've just been playing it locally. Because how else do you play Switch Sports? Mm-hmm. And you like you get nothing, but you can play online. And there's like progression. You like get like loot boxes well. essentially. Like you you level up and you get loot boxes, yeah. but you don't. That doesn't happen when you're playing local. And it, it's so weird. Like who buys Switch Sport? Imagine just standing in your own like on your own in your living room, just like playing tennis against someone across the world. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's a bit sad, yeah, isn't it? It is kind of weird. You basically <laughs> just play that. Let's be honest. Anyone who's played Wii Sports in the past, you just did it with your friends or you just did it with family or whatever locally. And it was just yeah. a good laugh. That is literally what that game's for. It's like nobody goes online and solo queues like a game yeah. of Mario Party. Yeah, like, they're like, what's my elo? <laughs> what's my elo yeah. and fucking bowling? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird that. But having said that, because I think I haven't fully tested it, but I think there's obviously there are some games you can like duo queue online, you know, like tennis, you can play together online. So you can have like some local online play for some of them, but I haven't tested which ones you can and can't. Um, mm. Tennis is the only one I know of, but we played like a round of bowling online and that, that worked pretty well to me. It, it worked like, like, I'm not kidding. It's like a bowling battle royale, but I'm not joking. Like you bowl <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the bottom half are knocked out every three rounds based on who's got the lowest score. So it just goes down and down okay. and down until it's, the, until it's the final three. And honestly, it was quite fun. Um, but it's just weird to lock like all the progression system to online play still. Um, yeah, because yeah, even like they've like taken... It's like the character creator is so... There's like nothing on it. And like loads of be- like different noses and beards are like locked into this like loot box system. It's like... Let me have a nose. <laughs> Let me have a beard. <laughs> Let yeah, me have glasses. That is, like <laughs> that is kind of weird, yeah. Because I mean, I guess can you like? But I guess you can still have like the base customization of beard, noses, whatever, because you just make your me right, and you can take your me into those games. It's just like I don't know to be honest. Yeah, probably, but no. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, like everyone I've seen online is like looks the same. Like nobody, like as in. They look like they're out of the game rather than out of the switch, like the like a me. If you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Maybe it just like transplants it into the game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. Blind that. So I've got um like tennis elbow now because the <laughs> um, badminton's in the game. I've said that before. Um, it's pretty shit hot to be honest. It's probably one Is of the better ones. Good? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably one of the better ones. I think I prefer tennis still. I just kind of like how tennis handles in these games. 
Um, but Badminton Steel feels um, really good. Um, and yeah, and then other than that, just been playing a lot of Halo Season 2, um, which is an interesting topic for today. Um, <laughs> so, so why don't we get into that? Why don't we get into that now? Um, sure. What's your temperature on season two now that we've had it for a week or just under a week um yeah right now i am pretty lukewarm maybe kind of cold uh towards season two right now uh kind of doesn't really feel like a new season uh apart from like the new battle pass um like because we play as a group uh, in Halo quite a lot and most of the new content is uh, like free for all based especially like the new game mode last players last Spartan standing and then yeah. the new rumble pit playlist with all the like cool wacky fun shit that can only be queued solo as well um, so all that sort of stuff is kind of I haven't really had the chance to play around with it because whenever I'm on Halo I'm playing with three four or five plus people um, so right now my season two kind of just feels like I'm slowly progressing through a battle pass, which is quite nice, I guess. Um, and maybe I'll get one of the new maps <laughs> that's in rotation. <laughs> like if I'm lucky, like maybe once or twice a night. Um, yeah. that's kind of how my season two vibes are right now. Um, and yeah, it's not ideal. Um, it's definitely like rekindled a little bit of something for Halo for me, like, I am back on it. I am playing it like whenever I log on and with people and we, you know, we've had a decent group of five, six people. So it's bringing people back and I'm having fun with it. But yeah, just at the moment, nothing too crazy from me. It's fine. You know, Mm. that's about it. Yeah. Which like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are feeling that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have, I've had a bit more time to play it quite a lot this week, and um, I mean, I've got, I've got to say, like, this, this game feels so good. <laughs> this game just feels so oh, good yeah. to play. Um, like, especially when, when it's when you start like clicking and you get back into it, um, and you know, you, you get your aiming down and everything. Um, it just feels damn good to play. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, we've already spoken about our woes with kind of. And the content, um, obviously, it's not ideal. I mean, it, it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I think for for what it's worth, I think the new maps are kind of banging. Um, and oh yeah, the, the modes that they have injected into the game has added some nice variety to. Well, like we said this before the show. Um, to quick play, you know, like quick play feels way like before it was just Slayer, Stronghold, and Oddball. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh no, CTF. CTF. That's right. And now you've got. King of the Hill, Slayer, you know, Strongholds, Oddball, CTF, Attrition. Attrition. Um, so, like, half of the quick play playlist is now made up of, like, mostly new modes, like Attrition and King of the Hill. And don't get me wrong, you know, it's nothing like, you know, revolutionary, but it's it's nice, and it does it does feel like, ah, uh, yeah, this is kind of what Halo is about. Like, Halo, Halo really thrives in, like, a lot of variety, um, where you have these different weapons and you have these different equipments and you know they work differently for each game mode you know it just it just brings a nice variety like I've, I've had that a few times where i've been just hopping you know we've just had different game modes different maps every time and i've been like oh this feels so much better because this was getting so stale in season one um like don't get me wrong it's like it's hardly revolutionary but it's like um 
it has felt substantially nicer. Like I will say that. Um, yeah. Just when just queuing quick play. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, like you said, the battle pass is obviously there. It's nice to have some progression back. So we we've like the the. There's been like some small adjustment to the challenges, but still needs some work. Um, there's still some mm. silly shit in there, and I'm, I'm like stockpiling challenge rerolls specifically for when I get a shit one. <laughs> like if I'm like I'm not going to be able to do that. If I, if I if that says queue a specific mode, no, I'm rerolling it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I tend to do the same thing. How how many um rerolls do you have? I think I have because I don't have like, many. S- I think I have like. Eight. I had like four at the beginning of the season, but I've got a few for oh, the okay. battle pass. Um, All right, that's fine. I have like six. Okay, uh, that's fine. There's a there's a games pass um, perk at the moment for some skins, like um, and re rolls. You get five boosts, five re rolls. Um, and oh, I nice. think they, I think they're giving another five away this week because of some some fuckery that was happening with with last time Spartan standing and some progress being inconsistent. Um, which is now fixed, but but they said they'll give them some more away. So I think really they're just looking to give like rerolls away like candy at the moment while they know that there's some more work that needs to be done. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the really egregious ones are gone, but there's still some in there that you're like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I got a fairly scot-free for this first week. I, like most of them were okay. I saw, I saw it was, it's kind of weird because I think people just have like different tolerances to like these sorts of challenges. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm I, I'm used to games where you have this sort of stuff. Um, but like one of them was like last barn standing. It was like get twenty. Like it was one of the very bottom ones. It wasn't the ultimate, but it was one of like, the harder ones. Um, yeah. And it was like get twenty five melee kills in last barn standing. I was like, I don't know. I've I've been complaining about that, and I was like, that's pretty straight. You just play the game. Like just play the. You're gonna yeah. get melee kills. Like you might need that's to not- play five, six, seven games, but like. That's not the. Pro- I don't think that's the problem with challenge. I think the problem is making you do shit you don't want to do or making you play worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it kind of just fits to the style of the game mode too. Like with the size of the map in Last Spartan Standing and the way that the game is being played, you're not going to really have as many close quarters engagements as a regular match of Halo. Um, I don't think. You're not going to have people running into each other, AR spraying, and then meleeing. You know, like you do in BTB or just quick play. It happens more than you think. A lot more because there's more. There's no radars, so you do bump into people. I mean, I've played like two or three matches at Last Barton Standing, and I have, I have won one. Just throwing that out there. Went like twelve and like three or something. Um, and it's it was very slow paced. It was very, you know get the high ground and keep it and you know sight lines that sort of thing so i can see that 25 melee one actually being kind of annoying um i mean and just taking like quick. a real just feeling yeah. like a slog yeah just feeling like a it's gonna take a long time um but yeah i i i completely agree i mean i had a challenge that was like grapple shot a spartan and I found I found that really annoying. But I don't know if you were being sarcastic, but you seem to think that one was kind of fine. But there was only one. Was it just grapple shot? Yeah, it was just one. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like that's just not what's going through my head whenever I get a grapple. Like, I I don't I I, I suppose who uses yeah. grapples that way? Yeah, I it's mean I weird. guess I guess my my point is like not that that is not a challenge that shouldn't like that should not be a challenge. But like while it's there, you can get rid of that in one match. Like if you play again a Fiesta, just fire a harpoon into someone's eye socket and like it's done you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but i think you also have to kill them no you don't have to kill them with it no no 
Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, because uh, you get a medal. I can't remember what it's called. It's called harpoon. Called harpoon. That's the one. Yeah, that, and that's what they mean. Um, okay. But why don't they yeah. just phrase it harpoon in anyway? I don't know. It would, I guess because like I guess because some medals don't really like what they're called isn't clear about what they mean. Do you know? What, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It'd be nice if they just had it in brackets, maybe though. Yeah, like harpoon medal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so that's about past challenges. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, we'll see where we're at as the season goes on. But, but I mean, yeah, like I said, I've got to say, I have been having um a lot of fun. Um, there is some like controversy to go over because when there when isn't there, um. And uh, I, I guess the other thing, other than that, was some some of the balance changes, like sandbox changes. Um, I'm gonna gonna be real. I I feel like the heat wave has been nerfed. I feel I I'm sure of it. Yes, I was gonna mention this. I'm last night. sure of it. Yeah, it's just it's so much more inconsistent. Like I used it's to shoot melee with it slower. quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. The fire rate. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, I, I don't just... I don't know like definitively, but that's really what it feels like. Yeah, I kind of just felt like it was harder for me to hit my pellets, and like I couldn't like consistently like shoot and melee someone like I used to be able to. Like well, some melee damage like... has gone down. Oh yeah, that might be it as well. That could be it. Yeah, it could be a combination of both those things. Yeah. Um, but I definitely noticed something weird with the E wave. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm with you there. Like, yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent certain on it, but it just felt clunkier. It just felt worse. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I have no idea what, because that heatwave was probably one of my favorite weapons, simply because when we first started playing Infinite, I was like, this gun sucks. But then eventually, over time, like I got good with it, and for that reason, that I like, I would bank off walls and like get hit, and I'd like just be able to use it really well, and like flick between the horizontal and vertical, like for when it, you know, for the right situation and stuff. And now I'm using it. I'm like, I just can't kill anyone with this thing. Like, it's usually yeah. two full-on, like, vertical hits kill someone. And those are hard to land. So that was, yeah. like, usually the payoff. Or, like, you do two vertical, and if you really can't finish someone off, you'd swap to horizontal just to get, like, the final bullet or two, and that would do it. Um, but I'm just not... That's just not working for me this season. Unless I land, like, three perfect verticals, and it's like, that's so slow. Like, think how much quicker yeah. the bulldog fires. The bulldog kills yeah. in three. Um mm-hmm. So like I don't know what it is. I know there's been like a bug going around with, I mean supposedly, with the BR. I haven't experienced it once, but apparently this extends to like other semi-auto weapons where like guns are like jamming. Um, but it hasn't oh. happened to me once. But I've seen people talking about it online. It might just be a PC thing. I don't know. So I, I don't know if this is relevant. But um, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that because obviously there was nothing in the patch notes about and and what like nobody thought the heat wave was overpowered. So I can't imagine this is no. anything intentional um but man it just unless i'm just being dumb but it just doesn't it does feel weaker um which has been stressing oh, yeah me i'm i'm, I'm kind of there with you um and yeah i doubt it was an intentional nerf if it if it was because i mean if anything i'd probably say it's a overall it's a worse option than something like the bulldog anyway um just yeah. in general as a weapon like it's cooler and i like it more but I think the bulldog is far just more harder, better, yeah. yeah, far more a consistent weapon. So if anything should get nerfed intentionally, it should have been the bulldog. But um, yeah, so I imagine it's some sort of bug or something. But yeah, yeah, I'm 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 kind of there with you. It'd be interesting to see if anything comes out about that. Yeah, 
Um, and then there's there's been like general tightening before we get to the other sort of sandbox changes. You know, like um, there was if you if you read the um, like patch notes and whatever the patch notes on the, on Halo Waypoint um, that you know it, it spoke about um, the changes they've done to melees and like the continual updates they've done with kind of network performance and desync. Um, and we we spoke about this as well, didn't we? Where we sort of said I, like I like my experience of being like killed around corners or being like confused after a melee like trade has gone from like like a, a five down to a one like it's so irregular now which is which is great um i hope other people are having that experience as well um mm. but all of that is working i'm coming away from those sorts of fights way less like frustrated yeah yeah all that stuff seems a bit a bit more consistent um yeah there were definitely some times um in season one halo where i just went into like butt heads with somebody and like i crack a shield to melee him and then like a full second later like he's meleeed me and it's been it's ended up being like a trade and i'm like yeah. no nah, hold on a second like <laughs> that's absolutely not correct like i literally got the score for killing you and then yeah. i die as well like how does that work yeah so yeah. that that sort of stuff definitely has been fine-tuned and does feel a lot crispier a lot better um yeah i i, I would agree because they actually made a patch so that you what what will for, in terms of the melees like what would end up happening is that you'd end up will end up you end up getting more trades um I, I didn't know this but apparently and i don't know if this has been a thing in another halo game so like, if you're listening um and you know how this works you'll have to correct me but apparently the way melees worked in him in info at the very least is that if you were on less health and you both went into melee at the same time the person on less health would die even okay. though you both meleeed at the same time, and you know, as the person with less health, it would still look like you got your melee off, but you, but you, the game would kill you because you had less health. Oh, okay. that 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 was the idea. That you died because you had lost the gunfight. Um, yeah, yeah. But now they've like really loosened that threshold so that if you both go in for a melee, you're both done. Like the melee damage will be done regardless. Like there's none of that. Um, okay. And, and it it does feel more consistent to be fair, um, but. It's just funny because, like that, I, I didn't I know that that's how that worked, and it's like that makes complete sense. But now, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those things. That I think like things on paper sometimes don't translate well into in game. You know, it just feels it feels way better to die, and it's easier to treat a melee as like the reset button. Damage. Like, yeah, like if I'm if I'm winning a gunfight, it's like don't get too close, or they're going to come in for a trade. Um, yeah. You know, and that, and that sort of thing is like keep your distance, or I know that that's going to be the ultimate outcome rather than trying to gauge am I on more health or on less health? Should I try and finish this off with a melee? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just thought yeah. that was interesting. Uh, but it, overall, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things that's made it feel a lot better rather than, you know, having confusing melee fights where you're like, what? I, I, thought, I thought I hit that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, yeah, neither did that, I. That, that's how they did it. Um, that kind of explains a lot. And. In all honesty, it is kind of like even on paper that sounds wrong. Like, I I think it's much better the way they have it now. If 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 that's the case, it, it, I mean, just, it makes like, sense it competitively, weird. doesn't it? It makes sense competitively. I guess like, if you're a pro so. player and you know you've hit them with like two uh, like three and a half bursts of BR, and they've only hit you, you've and you've counted it, and they've only hit you with two and a half, you know you can go in for a melee and win. Yeah. I, I I guess so. I just I just find it so weird that 
yeah, e- even if that's the case, that that other person who lost the gunfight, their ballet is just it's just nullified. It's like they never even did it. Well, yeah, like, only that's it's just like the that's same just, time. It's strange, yeah. But but yeah, I'm with you. I I, I think it, I think it's easier to read this way. Um, yeah, as yeah. a player. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting. Um, and was there something else? And then. <clears throat> One of the other big things was that some skill jumps got removed. I, I sort of messaged you about this. They, so, so this and this has been the biggest controversy. So one of the things that they put in the patch notes is that they have lessened the speed of a of a slide jump. So you know, if you jump and slide down on a spinning incline, you can get like really crazy quick. speed, yeah. crazy speed for some rotations or whatever it is. They've nerfed that. Um, I'm still doing it. You still get speed. Um, you go still go substantially quicker, but the, the rationale that they put on the website was essentially there are some spawns on some maps with some inclines that get you so much speed that you can get straight to power weapons way quicker than anyone else has a chance. Um, and like because for, for for normal inclines you still get a normal speed boost. Um, there are just some which were like the long that like were crazy that most people weren't pulling off and to be clear i don't like this i like tech like this in games um i think this is really enjoyable all of these shout out to standard ace by the way youtuber who like posts like just 30 second clips of like crazy tech and stuff like i love this sort of shit in games and i think this is part of halo soul (laughs) to have like silly stuff that barely gives you an advantage but it does but you have to practice really hard at um, if you wanted to, you know, you give it a go and you eventually get better. Um, so that, that was their reasoning. And, it, you know, it's caused a lot of controversy um, in the community, you know, argue the argument is that three for three are focused too much on balancing this for pros. And a lot of the like, general audience, the wider audience feels that this, like these jumps, these slide jumps do have like counters, like getting somewhere super early is not useful because, you can get gunned down so fast, you know, yeah, like, the, exactly. like like on recharge, like, you know, the overshield, that, that's a really common one. Um, you know, recharge the big blue map. Um, if you're, if you're on the side with the energy sword or the gravity hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. where the spinning turbine is, you can just run straight spawn and go down the ramp and slide straight off that onto the overshield or the camo right in center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's like one of the big ones, but like people have like tried to like simulate it and run it and found that most of the time, I mean, this is not like real evidence, but like the the feeling is that that exposes you because you're there so early, unless you manage to get the OV off like first, you know, because a lot of people feel like yeah. you need to win the gunfight and then you get the... So anyway, it's created this whole controversy around like how that kind of works um, and like, should this stuff be patched and should it not? And I'm really on side not, but I mean, what what's your temperature on this? Uh, I'm on side not as well. Yeah, I I think we're both in the same camp as this sort of tech stuff is is really cool to have in the game and it does you know it differentiates like skill gaps and people who want to spend time learning this sort of thing there's i don't think there's anything wrong with it you you can't just like not everyone can always be on a level playing field you know there are people that aspire to be better and to learn these little things to get the edge on them and you're not going to run into it often either like as a casual gamer, you're not going to run into these sweat lords just like just pulling this sort of stuff off every game that you're like, oh, this is stupid and unfair. Um, yeah. So I just 
I don't know. It's 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 always something to like aim for and to improve on, which I'm always a fan of in in FPS. Like I feel like if there weren't these little things to learn and and to get the the edge up on your opponent, well, in theory, get the edge up on your opponent. Obviously, that's the argument here. Um, if they weren't in the game, then eventually everything would just become quite stagnant. You don't have a ceiling to reach for. You know, you've already hit it. You're, you're, and that sort of stuff, I feel like, can take the lifespan out of a first-person shooter um, in terms of longevity and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm completely for it, to be honest. Mm. Um, I keep it in the game. Don't, don't nerf it. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um... Yeah, it reminds me of where, like, when Apex removed, like, um, bunny hopping, like that, that went away and that never came back. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. there's still decent, there's still pretty good movement tech, like, in that game. Um, but like, there was similar outrage when that happened. Um, but I, I, I guess what what amplifies it is that this sort of stuff is very like Halo, you know? Um, yeah, it sort of starts being in Halo since, yeah, since Halo was a thing. Since Halo, it's very, it's very physics based. Yeah, so yeah. Um, and like I said, it, it's not gone out the game, and it's not even like hyper nerfed. Like you can still do it and get like pretty good speed for rotations. It, it just has been. If I had to put a number on it, I'd probably say like thirty percent speed down on on some of the bigger ones. On smaller ones, it's unaffected. So it's not really a big change. I think it's just in principle that people like don't like the idea of this stuff being removed or patched. Um, mm. And like things like curb slides haven't been touched. So you know, coming off small ledges and sliding just as you leave i do that all the time like i, I spent like put like decent time into getting that down in season one um and i can do it like most ledges now for like speed um so like i'd be pretty pissed if that got touched um yeah because that's that's just really fun to pull off and you know you you learn which which ledges work well for you which don't um and sometimes you hit like big curb slides which are like so frame precise but if you hit them you go like flying um yeah so yeah, so that's that. That that's the first part. The second part is that some skill jumps got removed. So I'm not talking about slide jumps. I'm talking um, like jumping onto a little bit of geometry over there to get up higher, or geometry there to get to there to get to this other place. You know, rather than running up the stairs. Um, yeah. And some of them were like actively removed, and there were no, there was nothing about this on the patch notes, and that's kind of riled people up as well because. It wasn't communicated, and people think it's that's a bit snaky. Unfair. Yeah. Again, not all of them have been removed. For the most part, it's only been the stupidly hard ones that have been removed. Um, but there's one like so. You know, I think I've I should have shown you this one on streets. You know, when you where the balcony is, you like jump on the street lamp, and then you can get up to the to the balcony, like where the downhill incline is. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could like. You could, there's a street lamp that you can jump. There's a few ways you can thrust up there if you get the timing right. You can do a drop slide if you, if you get the timing right, but you can also jump on the street lamp, and that was the most consistent way I, I felt anyway. Anyway, that got yeah. patched along with a few others. And I spent, like, again, like, I put decent time into like practicing getting that right in season one. Um, so that I, I think that's just like, it just sucks. Like, it's just stupid. Like, I don't, I'm perfectly fine with people making these jumps. This doesn't need to happen. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just not game breaking. This sort of stuff. It's just, it's just, it's really niche things to potentially get one up on your opponent, or, and and they're really hard to pull off, or you fuck it up and then you just 
you end up being in a worse position yourself. You're taking a risk trying to pull this stuff off anyway. Um, So it just seems so weird to remove it. Like I I just, like if I died to someone doing something like that and making like a really quick rotation off a skill jump, I wouldn't just be like, oh my God, this game's garbage. (laughs) I'd be like, okay, well played. You know, it's one of those things. I don't have the time to learn it, but that was pretty cool. And then, yeah. you know, you'd probably try it again later and fuck it up and I gun him down in the middle of the street, you know, like Yeah. It's not like a guaranteed thing, you know. I guess, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I definitely I because the argument is is that it's it's too much balancing for the kind of integrity of competitive play and like people don't yeah. like that, which like I, I totally get. Um I, I can agree that too much balancing focuses on that. Um I in FPS games across the board that that have this nature, you know, same thing happened with Apex um, to, to me a little bit, um, and I suppose what what there kind of is to think about is like, does that conti- like if that continues, does it put Infinite in a bad place? I mean, what what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it puts it in a bad place um, because, like, like you said, they're, they're not removing them and nerfing this stuff in its entirety. You know, they're they're only taking out small, small ones that they, for whatever reasons, deem like too good or too powerful or something like that. I don't know. So then they're not completely removing it, um, but it's definitely not going down a great route. Um, and like you said, you have seen this happen in other FPS games, as we use Apex as an example. And it's not like that killed Apex. Um, and and bunny hopping was was a huge thing in, in Apex. That that being removed was a really big deal. And you know the game's done nothing but thrive since. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for it. Um, in in terms of its life cycle and stuff like that um but it's just it just seems unnecessary to me like um sure you're you're not butchering your game you're not killing it quicker but like it's just just why like i don't know yeah no i'm with you yeah i'm with you and like in terms of all of this um they have unashek has come out um and and sort of addressed it they sort of said okay yeah like the, like the team like we've heard you loud and clear with a lot of this feedback we're gonna we're gonna we're having internal conversations about this and what can what we think we can realistically do um you know because clearly they don't think it's balanced because i mean i suppose like it, it is tricky because I, I i don't know we don't know what data they have access to but you know i i, I would imagine that there's a decent but you can't imagine it's happening that often but but you could imagine that a lot of people are getting skill jumped on who like either don't know about the skill jump or just are not expecting it die and then say why did they spawn behind me when it's like that's not what happened someone just rotated to you very very quickly um yeah you know yeah. so I, I mean i can understand that as well you know and, and when you start factoring in like curb size and skill jumps like people can rotate this map very fast which means you're always in danger of being shot in like three seconds after spawn and usually that's like the yeah. window that if someone gets shot at, they're going to say, oh, I spawned getting shot at. Where it's like, you didn't really, you know, you, it's just that someone rotated you very quickly and you happen to choose you know, one of three ways where they were going to be. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- there is back and forth here. Overall, um, we're not, we're, we're on team, keep the tech. But um, yeah, I, I understand that this is not a straightforward conversation. 
Yeah, yeah, it isn't black and white for sure. Yeah. Um. Cool. Okay, so just to top it off, like yeah, the, just the final sandbox changes I wanted to touch on was just like the, the rest of the sandbox changes. Uh, like I said, uh, so I think it was like, Dropball got a, like a little buff, didn't it? Overshield got a little buff. Ravager got a little buff. Um, Manglo we haven't spoken about got a little nerf. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, oh, and the vehicles got a, a nice buff as well. Chopper feels so much better now. By the way, like one bangs everything. It's awesome. Um, yeah, Banshee feels great now. Also, like the Banshee bomb does a lot of damage a uh, lot more health so lots of nice little changes um have you had you had a chance to use any of those things that i just said <laughs> um i have had the chance to use the mangler a fair amount um and it's kind of not a great weapon anymore um it's it's kind of fine but like obviously it used to be like s tier like and now i'd put it like b minus <laughs> like yeah. it's it, it's it's hurt it like a lot like it's actually a pretty poopy gun now yeah. um like sure you can two shot someone and then melee them but i feel like you can kill someone at the sort of range that would be effective you can kill someone quicker with your standard ar or something like that uh and then three shotting someone again it takes quite a while in terms of time to kill and you have to be so fucking precise with it um yeah the, the weapon's not great anymore um, I think, which is a I, shame. I, and uh, yeah, is, is it, I, sorry, mate. I was just saying, like, I, I found yeah. it's most useful, like a, like just jiggle peeking at like a medium range, which is so weird because it's not how I used it before. Just that you can peek yeah. shot with it because it's obviously semi so I found it most effective doing that, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was just about to say, I hope they kind of go back to it a little bit because, like, I think it got nerfed a little bit too hard. I think there's some more work to be done there um it's it's a bit of a complex weapon i get that um because of its whole like the the banshee melee thing it being more powerful and everything like that um but yeah it'd be nice for them to go back to it it's not a shit gun like there are a lot of worse guns than it in the game like disruptor plasma pistol they're all still worse than it so you know picking it up off the wall is still a pretty decent option but um but yeah it's it's hit it quite hard um Ravager haven't had a chance to use. Um, I heard it's a bit better when we were talking. To, I was, was I talking to you, or was it one of our mates who basically said that it does feel a little bit better, um, yeah. just in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to use it myself. Um, and what were some other ones? Oh yeah, the vehicles haven't used Chopper, haven't used Banshee. Um, Overshield. What did they do to Overshield then? I didn't even uh, know this was well, a thing. Yeah, a lot of people just felt it was a bit weak in season one, so they made it um, it last for a bit longer. Did it last for longer? Yeah, I think it so lasts for a bit slower. Do you know what? I can't remember. It, yeah, it just it gives a bit more protection and it lasts for a bit longer. I can't remember because I remember the notes mentioning something about the decay not being affected, so I can't remember. But yeah, it, like, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, a bit, bit longer and a bit more. Power, which I have felt it does feel a bit better just because like camo is so powerful in this game so I think they were trying to balance balance that a little bit yeah um, yeah I always I always found Ovi pretty good I'm actually surprised they uh they touched on it I didn't I wasn't in that bandwagon of it feeling a bit meh in season but compared one, to camo it was, it was pretty good uh yeah I guess so yeah true yeah camo was uh, quite obnoxiously good sometimes um and then, what was the other one you said? Uh, the other thing. The other thing else? was vehicles. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I hadn't used a banshee or chopper, um, oh, but right. I've heard good things. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, overall, I haven't had much of a chance to play with that side of the sandbox stuff. Um, you know, they're very small changes anyway, um, which which do help. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not poo pooing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the only one I've really experienced and felt is is the mangler. Um, yeah. Issue yeah, yeah, so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Oh, and the radar. Sorry, last thing. <laughs> I just felt that was a big enough yeah. thing that we should probably talk about. Uh, so much better. I because, think, like, the radar, like I is. said, nobody was talking about this, and I was like, because like the day was coming up, and I was like, have I just like read this wrong or something? Uh, but then it's not. Yeah. It's a pretty big change, but nobody was saying anything about it. Um, yeah, it, feel, it feels a lot better, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot better, and I've I've actually found myself like just sprinting less. Like I, yeah. I I'm aware now that if I'm sprinting, I'm like oh, like, people can get, like, a sense of my direction from fucking miles away, me sprinting here. I'm just like, it's kind of just not worth it. Like, so I kind of just do the, the normal Spartan fast walk, power walk everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I find myself crouching a bit more to sort of exploit it that little bit more. It kind of feels a bit more old school Halo. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you just get punished for sprinting around like an idiot now and playing it like Call of Duty. So, um yeah, I'm completely on board with the radar, radar changes. I uh, I really like them. Yeah, agreed. Nice change. Um, and uh, you, if, if you did listen last week, you might remember us talking a bit about our hopes for kind of the narrative event, and it did turn out it was exactly like we said. I said I'm going to keep my expectations low for this because I feel like they would have been marketing if there was any playable content. There's not any playable content. <laughs> it's just like. There's like two cutscenes. There's the intro cutscene, and there's like a cutscene with your Spartan in it, and they talk about kind of what happens, and um, they find that it's like the banished AI that's in the Spartan's head. Uh, Eklund is that his yeah. name? I can't remember. Um, and that's the, that's the AI you unlock, uh, fifty one, which is obviously it sets up like quite a cool story premise, and it's like, oh right, the banished like we have never seen like the Covenant have an AI before, and like how does this mm. work? So it, it sets up like quite a few nice questions, but it's like, okay, cool, like it's like. Like, it doesn't so that it does seem like i've seen some some like uh indications that there will be playable content coming for some of these narrative events but this was just not that just wasn't now yeah <coughs> yeah it was it was it's it was a little bit disappointing wasn't it i mean it was it's fine it's still kind of cool right i'm not i'm not going to turn my nose up at it um but yeah yeah i i can't i can't lie that it was slightly disappointing um, yeah but, but whatever we'll see how it goes um all right that's it we're done with halo done with halo for today um so um they there was um a bit of chatter again we're still in the honorable mention section um but there was so i just want to kind of whiz through this but uh, there was a little bit of chatter about the length of um the xbox Bethesda showcase which we had very deep analysis on last week you know i made a short about it you should probably go and watch that um <laughs> Have you seen that? Did you see it? The short. I, don't I made. Think it, I did see the short. I made a oh, short. Yeah. You'll have to watch it afterwards. Um, it was about a really in-depth, very, very analytical conversation about the length of of, of the show. I'm guessing <laughs> this is sarcastic as hell. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you you can see that if you want. Um, but some people were doing like some digging. They had a look on like the Microsoft calendar. And found that it was booked out for an hour and a half. And Aaron Greenberg chimed in on Twitter and said, hey, it's not official. We usually do end up at 90 minutes, but uh, we haven't quite figured out the timings yet. So that was, you know, there's no secret game to play. That was just, <laughs> that was just it. So 
Um, oh, was this? <laughs> I haven't watched it, but it was this the part where I was like, it could be longer, <laughs> it could be shorter. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, <laughs> okay. I can, I, I can guess what it was about now. Yeah. One of my favorites so far. Um, <laughs> so that's that as i say we'll, we'll talk more about the conference as the time comes up we won't be around next week so i'm hoping we don't miss too much um <laughs> too, too much news about it this week but we will talk about this as the time comes um and there's also an xbox ultimate play sweepstakes currently going on it's a little competition competition you should uh, you should see it on your dashboard not competition yeah just sweepstakes um but the idea is if you just scan the click on it scan it on your phone as a qr code and you just enter in like your game attack and your email and whatever. Um, and I think it's going on for like a couple of weeks where if you play for an hour, like a game pass game for an hour a day, you get one sweepstake and there's like quite a lot of prizes. Just thought I'd shout it out just in case anybody hadn't seen it. Um, Cause you know, get some luck, win some prizes. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. And the final thing on my honorable mention list is that there has been an Xbox outage over the last few days. And whenever this happens, controversy it's controversy starts it brews um because people can't access their single their offline games their single player games when some parts of the service are down i haven't had this problem i think this has happened to us once before um so, we yeah. did have some funniness the other day we were trying to play speedrunners and it kept booting us back to home all of us like you kept saying like you don't own this game um so it's it's caused a lot of like like if you go on Twitter and you type in like Xbox in the moment, you'll see like a lot of people being like, oh, you know, this DRM is ridiculous. You know, Xbox needs to sort this out, which is kind of fair. Like it is kind of ridiculous that you can't play single player games when like yeah. some of these services go down. So hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to see how you felt about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit shit that um, if a certain part of a service is down or just anything like that you just can't access stuff that doesn't even require you to to need to be online to play um it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit odd i have to admit um i feel like they need a way to like authenticate that it's you in situations like this you know like two-step verification you're like ping a message to your phone click yes okay good you're, you're fine for the next three hours or whatever you know yeah yeah something like that because i mean there's still yeah, they they still will have records to to say you know that it's tied to your account that you do own this game, whether or not you connect to the part of the server that then pings back that that yes, you go ahead, play it, you own it. Like you said, there are ways that you can prove it's you. Um, like yeah, that's that's not a bad shout. Um, just just something like that. Obviously, it's more complex than that. We're simplifying it. Um, but yeah, some something like that's actually a. Uh, a pretty good shout because that's the kind of time you want to play games like that especially if like multiplayer services are a bit fucked up and you can't play your normal social games it's just like oh i want to boot tales of a rise up and it's just like no you don't own this it's just like well i do yeah <laughs> i gave you my, yeah i gave you my money yeah my the bank disagrees <laughs> my wallet yeah. disagrees <laughs> um yeah, so they definitely need to sort it out because at the end of the day, you've, you've quite literally fucking given them money for these things. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of not okay for them just to claim you don't own it when you... Like, could I then claim that they technically don't own that money I gave them? Yeah. No. 
Oh, no, that's yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's... And, it, you know, if you remember the original Xbox One plan, like, a, a lot of that was to circumvent this. Um, like, there was a... It was convoluted, but, like, the, the plan for them was that people are always going to be online, so we need a system that works for this constant online DRM system. And it was like, you, there's going to be, like, a, a check every 24 hours to see if you're online to verify that these games are yours. Um, and there's going to be a really easy way to tether your phone to your Xbox if you don't have um, access to internet or your internet goes down or whatever. You know, you just, mm-hmm. um, you can tether it to your phone um, and they presumably would have made an easy way to do that. And then you'll be fine for the next 24 hours because they verified the console is yours. That's yours. That's your license. Um, so, you know, said it before, but that plan was ahead of its time, you know? wasn't perfect but it was ahead of its time um you know i feel like it's quite hard to say otherwise but you know here we are yeah um (laughs) so yeah that's been ongoing um uh by the looks of it services are all okay now by the time you're watching this video or listening to this podcast um i'm sure it it will all be okay but uh, you know it, it does suck when this stuff happens so you know if it would be, it'd be helpful if Xbox had some sort of statement on this every now and then just to clarify what they're doing to make this easier because it's happened a few times over the last five years and, and kind of nothing just had it kind of gets brushed under the rug. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at the main, the, the part of the, of the main news stories for now. So um, if you're still listening or you're still watching, hello, hit that like button. Give us a five star review. Subscribe. What else do you do? Hit that notification bell. Is there anything else? Yeah. Add us whatever, to your favourites. Do whatever the good things are for whatever platform you're listening or watching this on. Do the good things. Do that. Print. Yeah. Take a photo. Print. Send it to your friends. Don't print. <laughs> the environment deck. Print on sustainable paper. No, in actual fact, <laughs> there you go. it's not getting thrown away. So just print and keep hold of it forever in your wallet. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There you go. Give you a nice little freeze frame right there. Is there anything else? You're an idiot. <laughs> okay. No. Right. So Embracer Group was a, uh, went on an acquisition spree as they do. Um, Embracer Group. You know Embracer Group? Who are Embracer Group? Embracer Group. You know Embracer Group? I probably do, but just for the sake of the audience, why don't you uh, <laughs> tell me? Uh, Embracer Group are that massive... Where, ooh, where are they from? Swedish? Are they Swedish? I think they're Swedish. Um, somewhere up 
up there, up in Northern Europe. Um, anyway, they're, they're one of the massive organizations that are like, accum- that have had like loads of acquisitions in the last few years. They, they own like 50 studios. It, and everyone's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, what's the plan here? Um, because they haven't even like released much under their name yet, even though they have acquired all these studios. So you're the only um, like presumption is that they're trying to become this like mega publisher because they're not acquiring. They've been acquiring a lot of small like indie studios or like double A studios at most. And then okay. this week it was announced that Embracer Group uh, acquired the entire Western division of Square Enix for three hundred million. Which is ridiculous. Three hundred million is so cheap for for what that. That is very cheap. Yeah. For what those studios have. So just to be clear, this is Crystal Dynamics. That's Idos Montreal. That's Square Enix Montreal as well, including IPs like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Cain, and more than fifty back catalog titles from Square Enix Holdings. That's yeah. crazy. Tomb Raider is a huge I mean, IP. Yeah, I was literally about to say like three hundred million is just is worth it solely for Tomb Raider. <laughs> Let let alone like Deus Ex is massive as well. Like Deus Ex goes way back and has been has had some really popular entries. Um and even the most recent um Deus Ex, like some like human. It's called human something. Uh Mankind um, Divided? Mankind Divided, yeah. I think that was even pretty shit hot. I think it came out of the gates with pretty good reviews and very well um uh, received and stuff like that. So like both those IPs are worth 300 million in themselves um and uh i know there's a decent following i mean thief garbage but um you know i i know that there's a decent following um behind legacy of kane i mean we used to like those games didn't we like soul reaver and legacy of kane and all that um i know that has a nice cult (laughs) following that would like to see a remaster or a remake or a just a sequel to be to be honest so well, even um, like you said, Thief there, but like Thief has a lot of like pedigree. Like I know the latest entry didn't do it for for like everyone, but the first one has yeah. a lot of pedigree for a lot of people. So I think like another reboot of that would probably get a lot of people quite excited if it if it did well. Um, Potentially, it's a big idea. yeah. I just think, yeah, I just think like the concept of Thief is just like it was good back in the day, and it has pedigree because it was the first of its kind when it did it, like a stealth like narrative, I guess. Um, it was kind of one of the first that did it well, but it's just like these days you get games that have that formula all the time. Like it's just kind of like a it's a bit boring. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I guess if they do it right, sure. <laughs> like there's yeah. there's no reason why it can't be good. But uh, yeah, this is this is a hell of a. Um, this is a hell of a deal. And I mean, obviously they've got Crystal Dynamics, which are the people that did um, Avengers and stuff like that. Obviously they didn't get the the IP for that. So how does that work? I mean, they got the studio that developed it. I don't. Well, it's not an original IP, so I don't know how. Yeah, I do, it, it just depends how that IP was negotiated. Like if it's being like licensed out to them or if they own it for X amount of time. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, as we're, like for anybody who's been following this close enough, you know, we all know that Square Enix, uh, like, has hated their Western studios for like five years now, maybe longer. Every time one of their Western studios put out a game, they'd be like, a month would pass, and they'd be like, "Yeah, it didn't reach expectations." Like, what are you on about? 
Like, it, like every single time without fail that they would say that um, about every well, game. Even Tomb Raiders. Yeah, all of them. All of them. They'd be like, what? yeah, didn't reach expectations. Tomb Raiders sold like hotcakes. Well. <laughs> yeah, didn't do well. Um, every single time. Uh, I can't remember what the most recent... I mean, they said the same about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that, like, fair enough. Um, I mean, but by no f- fault of Crystal Dynamics, you know, because Square Enix just did not market that, that and didn't market it well. Um, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so they've hated their studios for a while. They uh, they just wanted to get rid of it. So they've still got their Japanese um, uh, like group, uh, and it's hard. You know, what? I can't actually put a finger on what games their Japanese um, studios have made from Square Enix. Maybe it's like maybe it's like Tales of Arise. Like, who made Tales of Arise? Uh, Tales of Arise is uh, Bandai Namco, I think. Uh, and somebody else. Obviously, Bandai Namco are just the publishers, but... Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, developed by um, Bandai Namco as well. Uh, yeah, so I can't yeah. remember. Maybe, yeah, I'm not trying to put my finger on it. I'm like, maybe it's like Scarlet Nexus as well, but maybe that was Bandai Namco as well, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, the the conversation really is that there has been a lot of speculation about Sony buying what's left of, of Square Enix's um, Japanese division. Um, which would obviously include Final Fantasy. They finally get their grubby mitts on Final <laughs> Fantasy, yeah, even though they technically cool. had it anyway. Yeah, with timed exclusivity, like time shit. Yeah, time exclusive for hundred years. <laughs> still don't have Final Fantasy Seven, by the way. No. Yeah, timed. God, Sony are the good guys. <laughs> Very timed. Well, I, I tweeted about this the other day. I was like, I still can't believe I have to wait another four months to play Deathloop. Like, yeah, feels like that game's been out forever. I mean, it's it's going to be like like the same situation with like the Destiny content. I know that I like the Destiny two content that we always complain about. Like we're going to finally get Final Fantasy seven when fucking part two comes out, and it's going to trigger me so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've played Final Fantasy seven now. Like I played it on my PS four. You know, I had to just bite the bullet and just play it on my PlayStation because I wasn't going to get it on my preferred platform. <coughs> so, yeah. But yeah, stupid shit. Stupid shit. Um, but, I mean, in terms of a Sony acquisition here, it's, it's a bit, there, there are like two schools of thought because on one hand, like, yes, like, makes sense. Like, Sony has a strong, like, Japanese presence and this is only going to help them with that. But on the other thing is that, like... Sony already have very good relations with like Japanese third-person action adventure games, and that's what's great. Square mm-hmm. Enix Japan makes it's like does everyone need to double down? Well, I guess maybe if they can get it for like dead cheap, it would be worth yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, when getting their hands on like a publisher probably would be helpful. It would be good PR for them as well. So yeah, there's been a lot of rumors. There's nothing like official or confirmed or like anybody credibly like saying it's happening. But yeah, lots of talk about it. So. Hmm. A bit wild that whole story. Embracer, I it, honestly, Embracer. If you want to require the quick resume podcast, we're here. <laughs> like you can do so. Yeah, we'll take two hundred billion. Like, yeah, we're cheap, nice and cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no takesies, backsies. Um, <laughs> great. Yeah, and while we're on the Sony's uh, kind of bandwagon, the FTC. Uh, have decided that they're going to open a probe. Let me if you need a sec. So I was doing an Eminem rap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, have decided they're going to probe um, Sony's 
uh, deal for Bungie um, for the acquisition. Um, it seems everyone's like raising a lot of eyebrows like at the moment about like big tech. You know, this has been a thing for a while, but especially in the US, like on, on a policy level, everyone's getting quite concerned about big tech. Um, it's just a bit annoying that now is when they've decided that is the problem, you know, not when like Facebook acquired like 30 different things and Twitter acquired 30 different things. You know, Facebook, like, was it fa- yeah, Facebook? I like, bought Instagram, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Facebook went yeah. meta, you know. I was like, that's fine. Oh, the gamers, though, they've got to suffer. Having said that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm only joking, you know, acquisitions aren't always good, but, um, mm. Like, I understand the, <laughs> the implications of that. But, uh, yeah, nobody's really confident that anything's going to happen with this. Obviously, the FTC is now obviously looking into the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition as well. So these are both being looked into. But imagine the shitstorm if Bungie got blocked, but ActiBlizz got through. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, because the scale is just so much different like on, <laughs> yeah. on both of these. It's quite weird how they're both being put in the same boat <laughs> a little bit when one's going for 70 billion and one's just going for 3.6. But um, but yeah, that would, that would be super crazy <laughs> if, if the actor plays went through and Bungie didn't. Heads would uh, roll. It, it, does, it really yeah. does strike me as like a bunch of old fogies have finally gone like, hang on a minute. Are you telling me video games... Like aren't just Tetris and Mario anymore. <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> like, what's yeah. what's going on here? Uh, what does yeah. what does active Blizz mean? What is, what is <laughs> yeah. it? Looking blizzard. Why would you want to buy a Blizzard? What are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> Very silly. Very silly. <laughs> okay, Games Pass editions, Tim. Oh, I, I, you know, I, I installed Bug Snacks. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I, haven't played, I just wanted it on my console. I've like no no intentions to play it anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, I've pinned it. I just I just like to look at the icon. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like seriously, those talking strawberries oh, just do a lot for me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, so soon coming to Xbox Games Pass, we've got Loot River, Citizen Sleeper, Trek to Yomi, Dangan Romper. Two. I, <laughs> Iodin Chronicle Rising. This War of Mine Final Cut. Um, out of all of these things, I really remember Loot River being shown off at E3 Xbox's conference last year. I'm pretty sure. Maybe a game or two. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't remember Loot River. I don't know. I think you'd recognise it if you seen it. It's like um, you're a little witch doctor, you know, with the beak. And... Uh, plague doctors, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Witch Doctor. Yeah, Plague Doctor. Um, yeah. And you, like, go down a river and you have to, like, move the platforms as you go and then you, like, get to obstacles and then you have to, like, get off and, like, do a bit of combat. It's like, um, you know, so isometric. You loot said river. You loot said river. It's like a, it's like a roguelike. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. It's still not ringing any bells for me. Oh, really? Honest, I remember but... being pretty interested in the trailer from this. Um, that was a cool, though. Yeah, I, I gave it an install. I'll probably give it a couple. I'll give it a bit of a go maybe this week. Um, but that that's the standout for me. The, the reviews have been a bit lower than I was hoping for. The latest like high seventies, um, so it's still pretty good. But um, I was hoping a bit a bit higher. But it, it sounds it sounds pretty good and quite interesting. It's like almost um, a mix of like Tetris and like a you know isometric action game. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is oh yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. With Rogue Actually, like looking at it now, it looks it's pretty nice. 
yeah, so that's stand out for me. And Trek to Yomi has been a big um, release as well. Uh, Trek to Yomi was like that cinematic, like side sort of scroller, samurai um, sort of game. Um, and that's okay. been received, I think, a bit less warm than everyone was hoping, um, which has been a shame. But it was never really on that radar. I never did that much for me. I, it, it did look nice, but I wasn't like... Yeah, I wasn't excited for it like I was for Loot River. So, yeah, mm. those are the Games Pass editions. Um, any, is there anything else? Tim, what is Dragon Romper? Danganronpa. Danganronpa. What is that? Yeah, it's like a it's like a Japanese uh, game. I think it's the one with like the, the sort of the mascot's like a panda or something. Let me have a look. Right. Danganronpa. Goodbye, despair. Anniversary edition. What does that mean? What does that mean? I, I think it's got. I think it's like a. I don't know. Novel adventure game. Yeah, it's okay. basically a Japanese <laughs> game. It's 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 gonna be kind of weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like this weird like panda thing. It's like a yin and yang like panda thing. Like half of it's white, half of it's black. Yeah, I right. I I, I recognise the mascot for it. Never played a game of it in my entire life. Um, mm. it, it's very very Japanese. So yeah, hasn't yeah. hit my radar. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. So that I mean that's some of the updates. Um, coming soon um, next up Tim we've got a good one mm-hmm. we've got an oh, Xbox yeah. app and system update uh, I think you might remember me Wowza. talking about this uh, like a couple of weeks back or maybe maybe it was just last week off off, off camera um, off air and it was about the Xbox app having like a, a revamped activity feed um, oh yes yes yeah yeah, so uh, they're bringing on the Xbox app, um, just reading straight from the Xbox Wire post, cre- uh, create, share, and view activity feed content with stories. That's what they're calling them now, stories, quote unquote, uh, in the Xbox app for iOS and Android. And also, as part of your console, uh, you can add priority tags for your console gaming experiences with quality of service tagging. And I saw this as well, which was a really nice feature. You can, if you go into your advanced settings in your internet, you can tag quality of service, they will say QoS. Um, and it makes your web provider prioritize the Xbox IP address over other devices, which I thought was a really cool little feature. Um, okay, yeah. That is neat. But Tim, the activity feed. I miss it. We need that back, don't we? Yeah. I definitely do miss it. Um, yeah, we, we again, we were literally talking about this the other day. Um I thought it was like a cool little like like don't get me wrong it wasn't it's not like system breaking for me I wasn't like really bummed out it left but I thought it was quite cool that when I do log on and I haven't booted up a game or an app or anything straight away I could just literally hit like a trigger go down see my activity feed I could see that you got some achievements like I could see that you were playing Guardians or something like that and that you got, yeah, because of the achievements you've had in it and, like, a funny clip that you might have made, like, a glitch or anything like that. I just thought it was, like, a neat little thing. Yeah. Um, and now I, I, I just feel like I'm a bit more separated um, for what's going on um, with my friends. Like, if I'm not playing the same game as you, I find it very difficult to know what you're doing and what you're playing yeah. unless 
<clears throat> you happen to be online as I check my friends list and I see you're playing Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That's yeah. the only way I would know that you've recently picked up that game. Um, and yeah, man, I I would like to have this back, like on the actual Xbox. It's nice that it's coming to the to the app, sure, but I would like it to come back to the actual Xbox platform. Yeah, because I remember it used to be like up top, didn't it? You know, we've got like kind of the horizontal scrolling. Um, well, it used yeah. to be actually. That's not a thing anymore, is it? Um, but you used to. It used to be like your main page, and then it would be like like activity feed and then store, and those would be the three. And you would tab yeah. across. But that, there's no like horizontal scrolling like that anymore. Um, but yeah, I'd like to be able to just like scroll over because this is the problem because they've tried to like consolidate it all so much that everything feels a lot of stuff feels like buried in menus. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why, but it's one of the major things that I want them to like really address with the system and and the dashboard. Like, let me just scroll over and like just literally give me a Twitter feed. Just give me a Twitter feed of my friends. <laughs> like, allow people to post mm-hmm. like just type things. You know, like oh, you know, um, this sucks. This is great. Um, yeah, automatically fill it with um, clips that are being made. Like you said, achievements. Um, or and even just like status updates. Um, X person has started playing this. X person has played this for fifty hours. Like press mm-hmm. like, like uh, you know, um, X person hasn't played for a yeah. week. Press X, you know, press the thumbs up to like welcome them back. Yeah, just stuff like that. And like yeah, you know, and then just give and me some filters so I can filter stuff in and out. But like that's literally it. Just give me that social experience like the other social yeah. media apps have. Yeah, no, for sure. And you could even use it as like a, a tool to get more downloads as well out of that out of said game, you know, because if you're just like, oh, you know, Bad Juju's played uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for t- uh, 22 hours now, you know, or something like that, like you said, as an example, you can also use that post to, you know, you could have a, you know, a view in store sort of on on your post so someone can go in it click on your post or whatever go straight to guardians of the galaxy that's on games pass and you can use that as sort of almost a marketing tool to help get another download out of yeah. somebody or something like that yeah that's um, right yeah they're yeah. like yeah like you've somewhere like your friend has downloaded this on games pass like are you interested yeah. like click here to download like just straight from this from the like activity yeah yeah straight from the, straight from the post on the activity feed yeah exactly um, you know, because they they might not have been aware that that game was on Games Pass or something like that, and they're like, "Oh shit, that's on Games Pass." And I knew that because yeah, one of my friends is playing it. So yeah, um, yeah, you can definitely use it as like actual like potential to get more clicks and downloads out of content as well as just providing us with a, a social, a more social experience. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of like a win-win if you do it well. Um, and it was yeah. we liked it when it was half baked. <laughs> so like yeah, exactly. If you actually do it well, like it's going to be a really, really good um, feature for sure. Yeah, no, big agree. Um, it, it just seems to be something that's really low priority for the team, um, and they've been more focused on just making the UI like quicker and more usable, which it has become. Uh, you know, uh, thankfully, like generally, I think the Xbox UI is pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, it's not perfect, but this is one of the things that it's it's just really missing, and like you know, like avatars as well. You know, they went through the the trouble of like the redesigns like they look amazing now they look so good they're like pixar characters but like where are they you know you've got to you've got to imagine that there's got to be something they have on the roadmap down the road to overhaul the ui like otherwise what was the point in all of that um Hmm. like the only time i see an avatar 
is if I leave my Xbox and it goes idle and then it pops up on the right side of the screen and it's and it gives me notifications with a picture and usually that picture is someone yeah downtown. that's it that's the only yeah. time I ever see it um yeah so. I mean the only other time you see it is if you like fully click into somebody's profile and it's just like who does that like, yeah. really? yeah that's right so Xbox team, if you're listening, please give us whatever these stories are, bring them to the main dashboard. I'm sure that's what the plan is to like test like engagement on the app and then go from there. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more like social integration on, on the Xbox dashboard. Yeah. Big agree. Okay. Fortnite is next. Fortnite. Ugh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a twist. So it's not really about Fortnite. It's really about Xbox Cloud Gaming. And this is a pretty big deal. I'd, 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 I'd argue this is probably the biggest news of the week. Um, but Xbox and Fortnite, or Epic, I guess, have teamed up to allow you to stream Fortnite on your phone on xbox.com forward slash play. So it's just like, you know, it's their workaround for Apple being scummy fucks <laughs> and not letting them put in... Yeah. Um, uh, like just being just pissing everyone off pissing xbox off by not allowing them to have you know streaming through their app and pissing epic off by um what were they doing they they like de- they've like still delisted fortnite from ios stores i, I still don't think you can get fortnite yeah. on ios stores because of like the revenue yeah, share or, so. or something like that i can't remember the exact problem um but so now you can play Fortnite, and this so this is the first free to play game. This is why this is a big deal. It's the first free to play game on Xbox Cloud. Usually, if you're not aware, you need Games Pass Ultimate to get access to X Cloud. Fortnite, mm-hmm. you don't need that. You can just go on xbox.com forward slash play, and you can just play Fortnite for free um, through Xbox's services. That's a big deal. Um, a lot of people have tried it. They've said that it plays pretty well. You know, there's different. It's it's made native, so you can play it on your touchscreen. You don't need a, a controller. You can use a controller if you want. Um, you know, it has options like auto fire, so like you, when you're aiming over someone, it just fires. Um, yeah, I mean, what's like your? How are you feeling about this? Because like a lot of people have been like, this is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it is a pretty big deal. I mean, we all know what the sort of, like, mobile gaming space is like, um, even though we don't dip our toes in it much. It's it's pretty big, and people people really enjoy mobile gaming and gaming on the go and stuff like that. Um, and then, you, you know, you combine that with a game like Fortnite, which is just, boy, it's just unfathomably big, isn't it? Uh, it's massive uh it's not available on the ios platform and stuff like that you know it's it's a big deal to have this you know associated with your brand to be like you know you can do this on xbox with xbox um you know being one of the very few avenues to actually play fortnite portable and 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 on the go yeah it's i i think it's a really big deal yeah 100 percent Especially if it's done well, like you said, and it's done like natively, and it actually plays well too. It's not like some gimmick. It's not like some like some like workaround, like you said, um, to just sort of get back at Apple. You know, they're actually taking it seriously. It's actually a genuine like platform, and it works well. So, yeah, you know. yeah. I, I I've got to imagine that Sony are feeling a bit unsure about this because yeah. i mean really, like I, I mean like five six seven weeks ago we spoke about sony investing like quite a large amount in epic 
like a billion. I yeah. think they invested a billion in them or something like that. So like, like yeah, I think was, presumably, yeah. you know, they're trying to get a bit snug with Epic, and then but this is you know something which can only happen on X X Cloud. You know, this isn't something that you can do with um, PlayStation services. Yeah, the tech's just not there for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, even Sony use Microsoft Azure, you know, so uh, like PlayStation and Sony in general use it. So everyone's kind of reliant on that. Um, but I, I guess what I, I mean, I'm interested to see like performance for this because it's easy like on paper like i said it looks like a pretty big deal like you can imagine like school kids pulling out their phones on their lunch break now and playing fortnite oh absolutely you know what i mean like with touchscreen like these kids have a like 14 year olds 15 year olds like they can just play this in their break um and i feel like that's kind of huge like the the accessibility here is pretty off the scale um Mm -hmm. so yeah, we'll have to. I, I, I'd be really interested to, to see if we get any numbers or any like performance metrics on this. Um, but man, for, like Fortnite is like it was obviously just last month that they like no build mode came in, and now this as well. <clears throat> it's just one one good story after another for this for this game, um, even though it's not like super for me. But even like we we touched it, didn't we? Just a couple of weeks ago, so it even got us. I raised an eyebrow for us, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think someone. I, I think, I, I, th- <laughs> I think Jez Corden over at Windows Central had said that they're planning to do this with Halo Infinite as well. Um, like you know, make oh, it wow. free to play on the cloud, play anywhere. Uh, don't need Games Pass on it, which again makes sense. Um, depends how it would perform. I feel like I feel like Halo is a, mo- a bit more precise than Fortnite, though. It'd be a bit like harder to play even if the controls were there i think so yeah yeah um um yeah i can't see it working particularly well because fortnite is just that little bit more casual right um yeah, yeah halo is a bit but i and mean like, it's a cool <laughs> premise for sure. yeah i mean but I, I guess like it depends how these uh like like are you getting thrown in against other mobile users? Because if that's the case, then that's that's probably fine, I guess. A bit better, yeah. Yeah, like I'm assuming you're not going to get thrown against PC players because like, <laughs> what's the point? Okay, I don't know how it's working with, but I think that that is what happens with like on COD, isn't it? Like, on, like Warzone, like you can play that on your phone, can't you? And you get does that throw you against console players? I'm not sure. I I'm not really too sure to be honest. I yeah, I can't, I, I can't say I actually no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I would be interested to see if they did that with Halo, but but for sure, you know what Halo does have is um, pretty good bots. Like if you wanted to hop in and just like shoot some bots, get some of those easy challenges done, um, like you could do mm. that. So yeah, I mean it's just interesting to see XCloud finally getting to this place. Like we've spoken about it for so long, finally getting to this place where it's it is this hyper accessible thing um, that is starting before to perform pretty well for for most people. Uh, so yeah really interested to see how this performs yeah no yeah 100 percent. yeah it'll be nice to see how it all unfolds next up summer game fest has finally been announced coming from jeff Keeley, um they'll be streaming live on thursday june the 9th and you might remember we also spoke about the try tribeca games fest last week um which is on the june t- june 10th so we've got Summer Game Fest on June the 9th, Tribeca Game Fest on June the 10th, and then the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, showcase on Sunday, June the 12th. So that's when everything's kicking oh. off. 
clearly these guys all knew it was happening around that time to like create mini E3. Um, yeah. Jeff says in his tweet, I'm hosting a live cross industry showcase game announcements, reveals plus day of the devs. Lots of events coming in June. Keep checking summergamefest.com. So really big question. Are we likely to see Xbox split at any of their stuff into the games fest? Or is this mostly, or is this going to be like a Sony going to try and have a presence here? Um, mm. Or are they going to have their own show? Nintendo don't usually bother. They do their own thing. So like, what, what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, they did say cross industry showcase, um, which, you know, makes you think that there'll be, there'll be some stuff um, from where either or both, you know, either, either or PlayStation, Xbox or both. Um, yeah, I'd like to think that the Xbox might show a thing or two in this, um, that, you know, didn't make the cut for the Xbox Bethesda showcase, which I'm sure is going to be quite crammed for a uh, potential 90 minute show anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I could definitely see some stuff coming here. Um, I don't know what, but yeah, see some. Something. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they reserved one thing for this for, for Games Fest just to like tease or even oh, do you know what they could do? They do a like a second Starfield CGI trailer that gives us like more insight. Like it's not a tease, like it's a proper CGI trailer. It gives us more insight what the game's about, you know, yada yada yada. Monologue over the top fades out Starfield. See more on Sunday. Like can't come to the live gameplay reveal on Sunday. Okay. Featuring Todd Howard, yeah. three days of the internet being on fire for for that. Yeah, that 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 could be a pretty good way to yeah hype up um yeah hype up the reveal for it and get a lot more views on the actual Bethesda um uh, Xbox showcase. Um, just drop just drum up that hype. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, stop that channel. Um, yeah, I, I I think they have done that for one thing before, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. They like Xbox like have this thing where they, and I also can't remember if they have shown a game off at Summer Games Fest before, like independent of their own show. I feel like they have, but I, I really can't put my finger on what that thing is. Um, but they like doing this thing where they have like a little bit of a presence at every show, whether that's like Gamescom or that's obviously E three or the Video Game Awards. Um, and now Summer Game Fest. So my bets on one thing being there. Um, yeah. yeah. Be. And I also don't think Sony will be there, just for the record. Um, I think they're perfectly happy. They'll be perfectly happy to have their own show in July after everything's settled with all of this. And they'll, then they'll show off like God of War, Ragnarok, you know, and they'll, they'll have their own sort of thunder then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tim. You like a vow, don't you? You're excited for a vow. I, yeah, I, I like. Well, I don't know what a vow really fucking is yet, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I wish well, they'd show something. <laughs> well, don't, I don't think you're gonna have to wait for long. So there, there is that. Um, well, according to a LinkedIn profile, a vow seems to be running on Unreal Engine Five, um, which is honestly a bit surprising nice. because, you know. <sighs> That because Obsidian don't like you know don't typically make like very graphically appealing games like they're you know they're fine like I always say the direction 
like artistically these games is always very nice but they just don't seem to have the time or like i don't know maybe tech knowledge to like pu- push the engine to the to its fullest yeah. and i don't actually know if their previous games have been on ue like on ue three or four like outer worlds i don't know but like that was another game that like i kind of thought looked ugly in a lot of places um so yeah, again, some some yeah. of the places in the game look lovely. Like you'd step out to the open, there'd be planets in the, you know, you could see them through the atmosphere, uh, and that's you know that like Las Vegas type city that was in the ship. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's like neon signs yes. everywhere. Like that's lovely, cool. really memorable, nice place. But like it just it wasn't like as nice as I think it could have been on the eyes. Like you know, so I am a bit surprised to hear that they've pivoted over to UE5. Like I've got to imagine that this has delayed it a bit like unless it's i don't know because epic have been saying that you know the switch should be easy so maybe not but um i mean hopefully we do see gameplay this july um and hopefully we can tell you know i'm excited for you know i'm not really excited for this to be graphically good i'm excited because i think of of how it's going to be a fucking banger (laughs) but um it would be nice cherry on top if it did look good as well yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the agreement where I just, I'm excited just for the game itself. But then also, yeah, I mean, if they're running this on on UE5, like that shit's gonna look crispy. I mean, Unreal Engine Five is capable of some uh, pretty amazing uh, stuff. So that's that's quite exciting to know that we could get, you know, something that's very graphically pleasing and also with kind of just hyped for in general just like the the premise of the game so yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool actually i i i didn't know about this piece of news and that's quite exciting yeah it feels like it's been ages since we've spoken about avowed it has been ages yeah it's been ages since anyone's ever spoke about avowed (laughs) there's just so many games like that isn't there there really hasn't been any piece of news well not i mean sure there's been little bits and bobs here but like anything shown you realize the last time we saw that game was when we were all cramped up in your little flat in kent and we watched e3 mm-hmm. that was such a long time ago I remember. <laughs> yeah. like, that was insane it was a year like, ago yeah. god just it was longer than that wasn't it uh, i think two years show- no it's two years it's got I, so. I think they they showed it off for the first time Last You're telling me when we watched all that and the state of the K3, that was a year ago. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what this is about you, but I think it was. No, piss ago. off. <laughs> piss off. I, I must be. I must have just be living alternate lives then. I guess. I mean, it happened to the best of us. Sometimes. Well, this one just okay. Pauses. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You might be right. A year ago, you're a freak. It's not a year ago. <laughs> was it really shown off two years ago? Yes, dude. It was a long time ago. Was I here last year? State of Decay. Oh, yeah, was. State of Decay and... Um, what does it say about me? And, <laughs> and Avowed. And uh, what's the other one? Ever Everwild. All that was shown for the first time and it's just died since. Just no one's heard anything. It's Everwild been, like, has had two years. trailers. But yeah, we're like... Yes, no one still knows what it is, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah. It's essentially in the exact same spot it was. Well, yeah, there's just there's a lot of games like that, isn't there? That like we've had TGI trailers for, like not just last year, obviously that we spoke about that to death, but like in the last few years, whether it's Everwild, it's Avowed, Perfect Dark, like favorite, you know, some of these games we like you can make an educated guess, but we don't really know. Like Contraband, you know, 
all of them. Like, yeah. what are you and what do you mean? And I just... Yeah, exactly. I think that's really exciting. Um, I think that's the best place to be. Um, and I, I'm interested to, to get a sense of, like, what people's temperature are on... Like, because there's, like, a hierarchy of, like, announcement excitements. And, you know, at the bottom, it's, like, fucking announcement on Twitter. No video accompanying it. We're making this game... Stay tuned, and everyone's like, "Okay, great." You know, then up from that, it's like a teaser CGI trailer. It's like five seconds, and it's just like a title reveal. You know, they just show the title. Yeah, great. After yeah. that, it's like you know a teaser CGI, like you know, like a bit more, a bit more meat to it. Then like a proper CGI. Then there's like a gameplay reveal, and then like the holy pinnacle is like you know, like a gameplay walkthrough. You know, like yeah, with like voiceovers. Yeah, for like you it's know, like, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah, like a Todd Howard, like, voice walkthrough, like, bit of chunk of gameplay, like, 10 to 15 minutes long, maybe a bit longer if you're feeling feisty. And I'm interested to see how people feel about, like, like six or seven games that have been revealed to it, like, a teasery level with a CGI, like, CGI trailer, now being re-revealed on a gameplay level. Like, does that spark a lot of excitement? Or a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, we already knew about this, no new announcements. Like, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reaction to that is going to be yeah i guess it depends it it depends on how casual and how much you actually follow this because i think a lot of people that would have seen avowed and seen like everwild and all those sort of games state of k3 like it was cool in the moment but two years have passed and there's not a doubt in my mind that if you're not following it like we do and you're a bit more casual they've just forgot those games exist i'm gonna be honest like they just they don't they're not sitting there being like, oh, 2023 is avowed. They're just going to be like, avowed? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like that thing. You know, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like, no one carries, like, a Redfall the, like, well. the hype. And, yeah, and Redfall, yeah, too, yeah. <clears throat> no one carries the hype like we do. Obviously, people look at things from a different, um, you know, through, through, through a different lens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I just think sometimes it's just a little bit too long to be silent for, um, and I think avowed is one of those. <laughs> um, so God, just just show me something this year, like anything. I'll just take like an Unreal Engine, fucking just show me like a toilet or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. It's a toilet that gets used. I'd love a toilet uh, um, or a skelly man. Yeah, so we'll have to toilet. see. And you have you have to imagine because like like feasibly like if Xbox like is this this is gonna be like the only time in like my lifetime that like where I in the time period that I've had wrinkles in my brain that I've known a like a publisher a platform holder to have announced this many games that we don't have any gameplay for like they could feasibly have an hour and a half long showing with like ten to fifteen minute long gameplay showcases for each one of these games. For each of these, yeah. Each and it's of these like unidentified games. Right, yeah. And it's like I don't know it yeah, I just don't know what constitutes like a good show. Is that like would that become a bit fatiguing by the end? Just watching it like not having any sharp, short like yeah. new announcements. You gotta space or... them out. Yeah. Yeah, like I actually don't know. Um, now that I think about it, like what would an hour and a half of just gameplay look I mean, if feel like I'm watching a let's play at that point. So maybe yeah, you just maybe put your out, just like yeah. just jotting down notes for everything you're seeing. It's yeah, too exactly. much to take in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, excited to see where this all lands. Uh, but I, I'm like quite 
confident that Avowed is one of the few that we will get some gameplay for. Like, you know, a lot of estimates have put it at like early to mid 2023. So if it's coming okay. before, you know, if the targeted release date is coming before next year's Xbox Bethesda Showcase, then you'd have liked to have thought we got gameplay. I'm thinking it's kind of one of those gameplay yeah, cinematic that. trailers. You say that. Starfield's coming out in fucking November. We still haven't seen gameplay. <laughs> so That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, supposedly, you know, like behind the scenes of our... Uh, about Obsidian is very much like very efficient. You know, they're very much hitting all their milestones and everything. Um, and I think it has been speculated. A few people have, have said it online that um, I think it's mostly coming from from Rand over at the Xbox Two podcast that every like every Xbox Game Studios uh, developer has submitted something. That's like mm. twenty eight studios. You know, that's quite a lot. Um, twenty three. I can't remember. A lot. Yeah. So you know what we actually get there. Um, we will speak about more in future episodes, but it's that's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. All right, man. Last story for today. We're done. Oh. Yeah. Short week. Um, Mm. Xbox streaming stick. This has been an ongoing conversation for a long old time, hasn't it? Um, It has, yeah. And, you know, and now this is coming from multiple sources that this is actually happening. It's coming from Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat. Jess Corden said it on the Xbox 2 as well. I'm not sure if they've put an article up on Windows Central, actually. But, um, yeah. It's being called a streaming puck. Don't know what the difference is between a puck and a stick. <laughs> Don't know why, but that's what it says. Um, right. And supposedly a Samsung app in the next year. Obviously, this is not confirmed yet, but there there has been like rumors and leaks of like some additional Xbox hardware. You know, if you go back a couple of episodes, you'll see I like clickbaited all of you in with a title that says xbox hardware new xbox hardware coming um so that's what that was it was one of the things we spoke about in the episode um streaming stick so uh, yeah so i mean i it's one of those things that it it falls right in line with fortnite right you buy a streaming stick you can stream fortnite done 10 pound don't buy a console done um and if it's built into your tv as well school pc done yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you teach your hands your laptop. Your teacher says, "Right, time to do time to do some research." You say, "No, here's my stick. This is just a thumb drive. I'm just loading my work." You play Fortnite. Yeah. Click on ads. Get it's a time to dinner. game. It's not time to work. Yeah. So, I I am interested to see how this sort of thing works and how this sort of thing markets because, like, this is obviously like not for like you and me. Like this no. is not a device for you and me, but I'm interested to see if there is a, like a feature set there that could make it for you and me. You know, like, like is is it cheap enough and affordable enough for me to buy so that when I'm going somewhere else, I can just like plug it into like my Mac, for example, or is it like is it, is it just a HDMI in, or like presumably it will be like a Chromecast is or an Amazon Fire Stick. Um, or do I need a TV? Because like, if it, if it's something that is versatile enough, like I could actually see myself like having one just for like like trips or yeah, different yeah. reasons, you know. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what what does it do anything for you at all? 
Um, I mean, I th- I think it's exactly as you said. I really think it just comes down to the accessibility of it. Um, y- if it really is as simple as just like a plug and play, and you can boot up a a, a selection of games, like sure, there's there'll be like input lag, all that sort of stuff. So you we won't be playing the sort of games we we normally do, um, like Halo or anything like that. Fine, that's off the cards. But there are. A, you know a, a lot of games that i'd be interested in playing uh simply plug and play on the go from games pass and stuff like that so um yeah really i think it just comes down to two things the the accessibility of it and then the cost of it as well like if it is going to be dirt cheap and plug and play then great fantastic i probably won't need to buy the series s if i wanted to take that with me if i'm traveling or something like that it's like an alternate, very cheap option for that. Clearly, nowhere near as good, but yeah, um, yeah. I think that's just what it comes down to, really. I think it's just those two things for me, at least. Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense, and, and obviously, you know, it'll have the added benefit of um, for for not well, yeah, for for, for games pass ultimate subscribers um, like cross save uh, and all of that, and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know how they're going to make this work for you know, like the family who you know, it's maybe like gets this for like their kid's birthday, like a younger kid, maybe. Um, yeah. Like, do they get to keep their saves on the stick? Like, how does this work? Um, I guess it would just be cloud saves. And then I if know. I, yeah, then if like they upgrade to an Xbox, do they have to then get Games Pass Ultimate to transfer those saves? Or so again, accessibility, accessibility you know, how does this, how does this kind of work? Um, yeah. So, you know, you have my curiosity, um, I'm just not sure. sure how it'll work. I think I think overall, it, you know, it's it's really part of this vision that Xbox have been building towards for since like you know, like 2016 now of like just having Xbox everywhere. But instead of it being in terms of TV and entertainment content, it's you can play games everywhere now, um, which is how it always yeah. should have been. Um, so I'm interested to see how it unfolds. Um, you know, this might be. If this is true, this is likely to be one of those things that gets announced at the showcase this year. Um, but have you have you heard of the X screen? The X screen? Oh, that's that thing where it's like you just for the series. It's S. like a it's like a thing, uh, like a like a little lid with a screen, and it's like an yeah. Xbox inside it or something. Yeah, it's just no? it's like a. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a screen attachment for the Series S because it's so small. You can just you just yeah. whack it on it, plug it, plop it on top, back. plug it in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, and like that's I guess for me, I get yeah, and I, and I know, like I said, you know that that's more down my alley in terms of like being, um, uh, like portable, um, but it's not really comparable because like they're always out of stock. Um, it's like. 200 pounds um yeah but like man that thing is just that thing is just so cool like i've, I've looked on the website a few times for it. like you still have to have a power um source uh but uh-huh it, yeah it just it's got like a 1080p i think it might even have a 120 hertz screen because it's so small um yeah but that that thing looks awesome yeah um, that is really cool yeah i've seen it yeah big fan it's cool as hell um so yeah i i mean i think this is something we will see this year. Um, but other than that, um, 
as much as you know we said about Fortnite, i'm interested to see how this all pans out and if this kind of ends up working for them like if this ends up being something that gains mainstream traction or if it's just something that ends up being a nice like benefit to being in the xbox ecosystem you know i, I don't know if this this pulls the same crowd that buys a switch you know like exclusively yeah. pays a switch into the ecosystem maybe it does because they can get access to redfall and starfield and halo and all of these games with a streaming stick like maybe it does um and, and most of those people do not notice latency that much like you know they don't really know what that is as long as they can play it they, they don't really care um yeah yeah. So, we'll have to see. Very interesting stuff, Philip. Like where your head's at. <laughs> Give us an activity feedback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you commit for text there. Uh, but Tim, we're done. That's all news. We are done. Wow. I think it's the it. first QRP we've done in a while. It's been like under two hours. Yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> um uh, I'd be interested to hear what like is an ideal length for people who actually listen to this podcast. Um, like what people do prefer, because like I said, a lot of like there are loads of like podcasts that like go for this, like usually go for like two or three hours. And, like some sometimes they come yeah. under like an hour and a half sometimes. But I think you know if you're listening to a podcast like I do, you know you do it while you're doing other stuff, and that's kind of mm-hmm. um, what it's there for. But hey, well, if you want to give us some feedback, leave it in the comments. Hit us up. Find me on Twitter, uh, Quick Resume Pod. Um, Tim, anything to say as we close out the show? Uh, nothing from me, Coach. Wicked. Well, as a reminder, we won't be here next week, everyone. Other than that, I uh, hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll see you for episode 54. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.